Welcome to UpcomingHorrorMovie.com's UHM Podcast. And we're back! Yay! (laughs) So we're continuing our... I guess we're going to split it up into a two-part episode on the Alien franchise. Um... But I think yes. we're going a little long in Alien 1 and 2, so we figured before we get started on 3, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start right over on a fresh show, and uh, we can continue right where we picked off. I mean, it's, it's not like we recorded this all in one session and then just split it up after the oh, fact. No. So, oh, Shane, no, how are you this week? Yeah. I'm <laughs> fine, actually. <laughs> I'm very well, as a matter of fact. I spent far too many on CDs and DVDs this week. So, yeah, as we, um, as we discussed last time, um, we love mm. the Alien movies, and uh, we're going to pick right up where we left off on the uh, previous one. And uh, we'll go right into Alien 3. Yay! Or Alien um, Cubed. I mean, how do you, is that what you call it? Alien 3? Alien. It is Alien 3. Yeah. Alien to the third power? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. That. Um, a film littered with problems from the very start, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah, basically, the film itself is set about maybe... It's a matter of weeks after Aliens um, finished where Ripley ends up on a planet that is inhabited by um, male prisoners. Um, it's uh, Basically, it starts off with something in the shuttle with Ripley, Hicks, Newt, and what's left of Bishop, which basically triggers off um, the, uh, the jettison of the pods that they are in, which results in them landing on a planet uh essentially it kills hicks and newt um on landing rick's uh, hicks is impaled um and newt drowns um in her pod but in the process of doing so um their uninvited guest uh basically leaves ripley a nice little gift yes which um yeah um which upon discovery later, well, we'll talk about that as we go on. But basically, she ends up on the planet um, inhabited by male prisoners. They, these people are basically rapists, murderers, um, child abusers, etc. Um, the worst kind of people that you could possibly imagine. And it's Ripley is not feeling her best. But uh, as she's she's realizing that she her illness her her health is failing as the movie goes on, and it's as she then finds out that um, she's brought a guest with her in the form of a face hugger managed to get onto the pod um, while they're in cryo sleep, and it, it impregnates Ripley, um, which as we discover happens to be the embryo of a queen. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to end too well, is it? Yeah, and um, I, th- I think they use but... that as the explanation as to why it, it takes so long for um, for Rip for the uh, alien to sort of grow up, I guess, or to you know to to be able to burst out of her chest. They said the queen is a longer gesta- gestation period than uh, a normal 
um, I guess, drone or whatever you want to call them. Right. Because in, uh, in the first Alien, I think after um, Tom Skerritt gets the thing on his face, right? Uh, no, it was uh, John Hurt. Oh, John Hurt, that's right. From when that yeah. happens until the chestburster comes out, I think it's like a day or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so in Ripley's was, was longer. It was probably like a three or four day period. Yeah. Um, I, oh, you know, it's the time frame of the movie itself. It, it, it's impossible to re, uh, to remember, really, because um, right. you just watch it as a film. You just don't really know what the time frame is. Yeah. You just think, all right, she's not too great. Um, the prisoners are being picked off left, right and center. Um, because obviously with the director's cut, um, it's the Oxburster. Um, well, now I don't know if we should. You should call this a director's cut because Fincher has <clears> never <throat> officially signed off on this movie. Yeah, this is true, actually. Even if you look at it, the director's cut—I think it's called something like the extended cut it's or the assembly cut. The assembly cut—that's what it was. Yeah, and I mean, the, yeah. the history on on this film itself, not so much the story in the movie. I mean, more like how the movie got made is super interesting and super weird. Because I guess yes, after the second movie was such a huge success, they knew they were going to make a third. And they were like, all right, you know, we just have to figure out who we're going to get to continue the story. And mm. they originally had uh, Rennie Harlan on as a director, right? That's right, yes. And um, apparently his ideas would have proved far too expensive. Yes, and, and um, the, the, original, the original script that was written was vastly different from what they have on the screen. They actually started pre-production yeah, it... building sets and all this other stuff. It wasn't supposed to be on like a mechanical prison planet. It was supposed to be on like a, oh, it... a wooden more, you know, um, less industrial it was a monastery. Yeah. Monastery. Yeah, exactly. It was a mono... Yeah. That's it. Um, and the original budget for the movie was 45 million. Um, yeah. US, US dollars and after reshoots and rescripting and all of that kind of stuff it took it up to 65 million yeah um, but there was 7 million dollars worth of sets that never got used for the film itself mm -hmm. so it was one of those movies where David Fincher he had ideas that that were great. I mean, he had a completely different idea of how the alien should look because he yes. wanted a more of a, he wanted it to be more of a puma kind of padding the feet um, kind of look, which I think would have looked pretty cool actually. Yeah. Um, because either way you look at it, with the original movie, you had the dog burster, and obviously it was very the alien itself was very lithe, very fast. The uh, the theatrical um, part, you mean. Yes, yeah, sorry, the, the theatrical cut. With um, the assembly cut, the creature is slightly bigger, I would say. Well, actually, no, it looks exactly the same. It's right. just that the creature that it comes from, obviously, is a lot bigger. It's an ox. So um, it's one of those movies where it's kind of, it, it is difficult to, to look at. And with the the endings are different as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> although it changed, um, there are slight differences throughout the movie itself. Yeah, but, um, yeah, and, but was... the the amount of strain that they sort of put David Fincher through, and this was this was his first real yeah. movie. 
uh, filming this. Mm. And um, I, I feel like after Rennie Harlan dropped out and they, they they were trying to find another director to take his place and they were originally going to give it to uh, Vincent Ward, who was more of a producer, but he did yeah. a lot. He wrote the story, the original story about the monastery and all that. They were originally going right. to give it to him and then they bounced back and forth and, you know, the studio couldn't agree with what he wanted to do again. And, you know, yeah. they sort of dropped it on Fincher and the studio was like, this is what you're doing. You're doing these things. These are your restrictions, blah, 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 blah. And they set it all yeah. up. And, and like the whole basis, originally Ripley was going to play a very minor role in the film. And Yes, because apparently it was supposed to be set around Newt and Hicks. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and um, they were originally the whole idea was it was going to be based on a comic with um, – because they released a comic after Aliens came out. And it was about Newt and Hicks going back to the alien planet or going back to some planet or whatever and Hicks shell-shocked from the previous experience Nuke being a lot more older and wiser and more streetwise yep. um, she basically took over and that was the original that was one of the original ideas that they had for the story but with um, Ripley being in a coma or in <clears throat> a sleep-like status right. uh, throughout the film until the very end but obviously they didn't go with that which, in a way, is good, um, because although Alien 3 gets a lot of flack, the movie, as I see it, is quite enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I, I find this with, with a lot of the sort of Alien movies going forward that it's a good movie. I mean, it has its flaws, but I think a oh, lot yeah. of those are flaws almost imposed by the studio and the budget. Like mm -hmm. I would, I yes. would have loved to see, you know, what Fincher could come up with because I think Fincher is a, br a brilliant filmmaker. Of course, I mean, just reading through some of the info that they had, you know, um, that's available online because the original story was also meant to be set. Uh, one of the original stories was that it was going to be set on Earth, uh -huh. and um, the, one of the taglines they had for it was "On Earth, everybody can hear you scream." Obviously, a nice little uh, riff on. In space, no one can hear you scream. Right, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but obviously, when we say this film was littered with problems, I mean production was shut down for three months while they were doing the continual rewrites, um, which obviously cost money and caused a lot of tensions as well. Um, when it came to the editing, it took a, over a year. It was in the editing suite for over a year before it was finalised, um, before it was actually finished. Then you had um, test screenings when they eventually did it. The test screenings, people were having to run out and use the bathroom because of the high and low frequencies that were used on the sound effects. <laughs> so people were literally, quite literally, running out and shitting themselves um, <laughs> and for all the wrong reasons. So, which I I find that actually really quite funny. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy yeah, that I read so that I read on this. One of the script, one of the script drafts uh, by this guy um, David Tui, or he was a contributor right. for it. So he wrote. Um, it, it had to do with the prison colony, and it had you know it took all the elements from other scripts, and he was like, yeah, they, and there was an alien, and they got into a planet, and there's, you know, the one survivor and the prisoner that had to work together to save him, and you know they ended up using some parts, but they got rid of most of it. He took that yeah. original basis for a script. And it became pitch black. 
Really? Written by David Tui. Why? So okay. when you see, when you see Pitch Black, that you're like, oh, this is very similar to Aliens, you know. And if you think yeah. about the the female character that's in it, and there's like yeah. you know one badass prisoner who's obviously Vin Diesel playing Riddick, which spun off into its whole other thing. You know, Vin Diesel came in and contributed to the script himself on that movie, and and sort yeah. of you know put his own spin on it. It's not entirely. It's not like an entirely Alien Three thing, but the the basics no. of it with the prisoners and the religion that's in the movie and all this other stuff, you could see it's mm. it's taken in part from this sort of Alien 3 script. Yeah. See, I never knew that. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch. I'm going to have to rewatch Pitch Black. Man. Oh, I thought it was amazing, you know, and it's sort of keep it in mind, like just, just the parts of it, you know, you've got, um, uh, what's the guy's name? David Isaacs, is that his name? The, the, he, he plays the Muslim, the Muslim guy in the movie. Uh, yeah, I think so. It, you know, there's a religious aspect in the movie, and he's in, but you've still got the prisoners, and there's like the guy that's who could have been a prison guard, but instead he's you know a bounty hunter. Yeah, it's just it's this whole thing, and there's like a kid on there who could probably be Newt. Yeah, really interesting stuff when you go back and look at it. Mm. Yeah, I think I'll have to do that. I'll have yeah. to watch Pitch Black. Yeah. But it's it's, it's but yeah. the the pre-production on this movie or just the production itself. It, that could be a movie in itself. You know what I mean? I'd love to see the history. Yeah. That would be great, like as a documentary or something like that, just to see what mm. it could have become. That would be amazing, actually. But I mean, it's when it comes to Alien Three. I mean, there are so many aspects to it. I mean, it does get a lot of flack. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have killed off these characters, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I mean, Michael Bean, he threatened to sue because they used his likeness for the corpse of Hicks. Yep. Um, and obviously, um, Carrie Hen, who played Newt, I think that's her name. I mean, obviously, she she's not acted since. I mean, it's thirty years since Aliens came out. She hasn't acted since that. But they had to obviously get a lookalike. Um, to play her, and then then you don't even see the look like you only see the eyes, mm. and then you get a glimpse of the face, and then that's it. You know, you don't really see much else. You can't really tell if it's Newt or not. But, but um, the autopsy scene itself, um, Newt's autopsy, um, the original uh, scene was a lot longer, and um, was far more graphic and far more gory. Um, to the point where a lot of the a lot of the cast and crew, um, it made them feel physically sick. Yeah. Um, because it because it was so gory, and um, not that I'm a gore hound or to see that original that original scene. You know, just watch it. I can comment on that and say how how grim it was. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many things about that film. I mean, with the because obviously. As with the previous two movies, um, Alien Three was filmed in the UK, right? So it was, yeah. So essentially, which would explain why a lot of the cast, a lot of the prisoners, are English. <laughs> yeah, they, they, um, they don't really explain how they have British accents in space. Or I, yeah. I took, I took it maybe, maybe yeah, they're exactly. saying, maybe they're saying that you know the English are all criminals, and that's why all, all the criminals. All the criminals are English. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. I think that's just that's just wrong. That's like it's terrible. It's all lies. Well, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan wasn't uh, British, right? Who is the, the, the sort, the only, the, the sort think, of the leader? Yeah, he was the only American there. Right. 
See, that says a lot, doesn't it? Of course, he's right. The religious one is he's the American. <laughs> yeah, what does that say about Americans, eh? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some but commentary yeah, I, we're missing on that. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Do you know, actually, it's one of the, that's one of those movies I've not actually listened to the commentary on. So I might have to do that to with the commentary. You know, I don't because... know who's on it. I know who's not on it. Um, yeah, I, I know it's what David Fincher. I, David Fincher's not on it, so I don't know who does the commentary no. on that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, he yeah, was. He's on. he's sort of famously... I, maybe not disappointed, but like he is not a fan of this movie that he made and has basically gone on record well, saying he, as such. Yeah, he actually disowned them. Hello? Are you still there, Shane? You cut out for a second. Yes, I'm, yeah, I was wondering what was going on there. Um, yeah, he he has famously disowned the movie. He has absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, when they were doing the Quadrilogy project, um, he was offered to do his own commentary and offered to do a director's cut and he refused point blank. So, uh, yeah, it just goes to prove how much he disliked everything. I think it was with the reshoots that they did for it because it was an entirely different crew. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. And that's what made him completely walk away and have nothing to do with it. I I bet it was. I mean, he Mm. sort of, he sort of got put through the ringer on this one and that was really his first taste of Hollywood. It's it's sort of impressive that he could come back from that, you know, and make movies like Seven or Fight Club. Yeah. See, I love Seven. Oh, absolutely. Me too. I'm, I'm a big is, fan of his. Yeah, yeah, I love Seven of them. So it is, it is one of those films. It's although it's been through a lot of difficult. Um, it's overall not a bad film. Um, I'd definitely give it a seven out of ten. Um, it's definitely watchable. Plus, yeah. it's very dark as well. And I think I quite like that because it's, I wouldn't say it's as claustrophobic as the previous two films, but it's definitely one of those films that does grip you. Yeah. Yeah. It it harkens back more to the first alien in terms of tension building. You know, they're, they're they're trying to keep it. um, They're trying to keep it close quarters, but at the same time, it's, it's in a large steel mill. You know, some of the decisions you could see like just weren't, weren't completely thought through. So you're like, why is yeah. a prison a steel mill? Like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it was, I think the whole idea of that was because it was, the prisoners were sent there to work at the steel mill. I think that's what it was. I think the producers knew the ending they wanted, and uh, they're like, how do we squeeze this into a prison? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I think actually a lot of the sets that they used were from the monastery sets. They just carried on using them. Oh, really? Yeah, like with the chapel and stuff. Um, the incinerator. I don't know where the where the incinerator scene came from. I think it was just one of those ones that was added on in one of the final endings. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, when it comes to the different endings, I mean, in the theatrical cut. Ripley, um, she has the queen burst out of her chest. Yep. And she grips onto it as she get, goes into the incinerator. Where in the alternative ending in the assembly cut, she just throws herself into the into the furnace. Right. And you don't see the you don't see the alien popping out of her chest. Right. Um but the interesting thing with that is Lance Henriksen has a cameo in it as Bishop. Yes. As human bishop. Um 
and he's trying to persuade her to come back on board. Let me take care of it. And she's like, are you going to, can I, are you going to kill it? And so many things. And he says, trust me. And she says, no. And then just chucks herself in. So there's, there's sort of an interesting uh, play on that. Now, do you think that that was human Bishop or do you think that was another Android Bishop? See, see, there are many different theories on this one. Um, Personally speaking, I think it may well have been another android. Yeah, myself too. Because, yeah, because of how of the year it's set and, you know, looking back and watching AVP, it's all very different. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, uh, AVP doesn't really exist. <laughs> but um, yeah, at least when this was, those, at least yes. when this was made. <laughs> I I never yeah. really sort of bought that he was human. I mean, I know he's got red blood, you know, when he when he gets damaged. Yeah. Um, damaged, mm. not hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I I thought that was more of a trick that the company was trying to do. They're like, oh, we need to make her believe that this is you know a, a human, yeah. and she would trust Bishop. But why would she? Why would she care about? you know, human Bishop, like what would that make a difference? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't know human Bishop. She has no idea who this person is. No, she, exactly. She knew the Android. Like it would make more sense yeah. if to me, if they were going to make this movie again, you make it again and you have Android Bishop and you say, no, no, my memory was transferred over from the original, you know, your Bishop bot was put into my head. So yeah. I know everything about you and blah, 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 what we went through like that would See, make, yeah, that would make way more yeah, sense. Yeah, well, she never trusted Bishop and aliens anyway. It, well, I guess an that's another point too. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's so many things, so many different things that we could talk about when it comes to Bishop. How many versions are there of him? You know, is like how many people died waiting for the whole business with Ripley to come, you know, to wake up from hypersleep? Um and like saying, right, this person, we need this person. She needs to be, she is a priority. You find her, you let us know, bring her in, you know, that kind of stuff. Because right. for all we, well, as we all know, everybody, all crews on previous ships were expendable anyway. So obviously they need, they want this alien, this the xenomorph for their weapons division. And who's to say that's not going to go spectacularly tits up if they manage to breed an alien that's going to take out wars and stuff because it just wipe out the fucking planet. Unless that's their plan. They just they just drop, you know, <clears throat> a couple pods on a planet and then it kills everything. Ooh. It kills everything on yeah. the planet, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Go forth and kill all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But. Hey, it's just, I mean, for me, I'm, I, I like the film. I do like the film. Yeah. It's just, it's not as great as the previous two. No, no. This is definitely a In case where it's arguable. Like, I could understand an argument from either side on the first or second, whether one of those is better. But the, th- yeah. the third is clearly in third place. It's a solid third place. Of course. That's the way I of feel. In it. But I, that's, that's not negative, in my opinion. I really like this movie. Yeah, and some people would disagree. I like with it. That. I mean, yeah, 
So, which I suppose, in a way, leads us on to the final Alien film, uh, Alien Four. Yes. Yes. See, I'm a bit in. A, I'm, a, I'm a Joss Whedon aficionado. Okay. All right. So then, then I don't feel bad telling you that what? not only is this the worst Alien movie, but I also consider mm-hmm. this a bad movie. Yes, and I can agree with you on that actually. And as gone on record, Joss Whedon agrees with that also. Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> See, I yes. hadn't heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon basically he went on record stating that his script, his ideas, and a lot of the stuff that he was involved with was all intact. Mm-hmm. But it was done wrong. It was done wrong, completely and utterly wrong. Okay. Um, all right, and um, it's basically the whole premise of Alien Four is it's all about clones. Right. You know, so far into the future. Alien Resurrection. Basically, the only explanation. Yes, Alien Resurrection. All right. Basically, it starts off on a ship um, where basically they are cloning Ripley. The whole idea of this is that the blood they how they managed to get the blood of Ripley would have been from the needles that were used in Alien Three mm-hmm. from when she was injected and stuff. So basically, they collected the blood samples and they used those samples to create enough DNA to basically bring Ripley back, grow a new Ripley, so to speak. But the way they did it was they grow reproducing Ripley with the alien embryo intact right so as she's growing and inside of her is growing um so essentially the company have won they've got what they wanted but it goes spectacularly tit up in the sense that they um <laughs> the alien escapes right. <laughs> and uh, yeah because it's the queen so therefore they have the alien queen on board this ship and they get um, crew. They get a crew of uh, um, space pirates, for want of a better word, to hijack another ship that has a lot of people in cryo sleep that are meant to be going off onto a planet to work. So they hijack the ship, and then they take the crew members and give them to the company to use as cocoons right. for these eggs, which then in turn gives them more aliens to work with and they're trying to train the aliens basically to send them out to battle so they can try and take out armies or whatever <clears throat> and it's in that time period when the space pirates come on board with, and realize exactly what they're using them for so they try to stop them um one in particular played uh callie played by um winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, not in her best role, uh, is they essentially try and stop what, uh, stop them from what they're doing with failed results. I mean, this film it's got quite a it's got a good cast. <laughs> I say, it has a good cast. In the story is not great. I well, I say that the first half of the movie comes off quite well. The second half of the movie, not so much. Um. Okay. Yeah. What's your what's your turning point there? Um it's just basically I thought it was a fairly good movie up to the end or up to where Ripley finds the aborted fetuses for want of a better word. 
of the proof. See, I that was actually that was my favorite scene of the movie. Really? When she when she comes into the room and finds all the previous yeah. clones, yeah. the previous Ripley clones. Right. Um, I thought that was the most effective part of the movie. Okay. Well, I suppose. Oh, I suppose in a way, yeah. But I, for me, it's just the turning point. It just went slightly downhill from that for me. And I think the fact it had Winona Ryder in it as well, because I mean, she's great in some films that I've seen her in, but she was terrible in that. I really thought she was terrible in that. Um, yeah, I've got a note on here that says uh, what we got. <clears throat> Winona Ryder plays a Rick, a Ripley suck up and robot. Yeah, and she's without a doubt the worst robot in the series. Yes, agreed, one hundred percent. Um, oh yeah, spoilers because I don't think you're supposed to know the whole. This whole thing is spoilers. Oh, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen any of these movies, well, then get with it, people. <laughs> you're a bit screwed now if you haven't. That's all we can say. Yeah, right. Um, uh, we just spoiled all the first three Alien movies, so too bad. That's how we do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's but yeah, I mean, with this film, it's I mean, it it came off okay. Um, well, I say it came off okay. The first half was all right second half not all great um and for me i thought the creature they had at the end although it was supposed to represent ripley giving the queen the alien queen a human reproductive system it was dreadful it really was it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all how did all right she was obviously the queen was obviously shooting out eggs because we wouldn't have the regular xenomorphs running around right. right that's right so is she making both eggs and live birth no i think it's just the whole process behind this is that she only has one uh that she is just giving birth to one creature and in my opinion this is where it goes downhill for me the creature looked dreadful it looked fucking terrible it looked fucking awful and it's like the whole process the creature has eyes maybe it's supposed to be part human in that aspect but mm-hmm. no, it's just, oh man, it's just awful. The, I mean, I've had many discussions with people about this. Yeah, Alien 4, Alien Resurrection, it is the worst movie of the franchise, completely and utterly. For Joss Whedon to go on record and say he was dissatisfied with the finished product, everything about it um, that was done was done wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, it's It kind of... It just goes to show that even not all writers and directors are happy with their work, and I can understand why. I mean, Sigourney Weaver, she was paid $11 million to be in this film, and even she's been unsatisfied with the way it turned out as well. She was never happy with it. So I think it was generally that a lot of the people didn't like the film for the way it came out, and I think it was the director as well. Because he, I remember reading about it. He filmed it in brown, but when he went into in, editing, in brown, yes, it's apparently it is a some new film technique that I've not seen since. But it was like they gave it brown. If you notice, it's quite the film itself. Mm-hmm. It's quite dark, and yeah. um, the reason for it being so dark is because it was filmed in brown. With everything has a brown hue to it. But um, I mean, the, the, one of the big problems I have with this movie is that it completely changes the feel of sort of the world that they established with the first three movies. Of course. The first three films all feel like they took place in the same series, in the same, you know, universe. You know, it's it's 
it's technological, but it's lived in. Yeah. This one, it just felt more cartoony. Like, it didn't feel like a real place. See, this is the thing that Joss Whedon also went on record to state. He saw this film as a prototype for Firefly. Right. Um, the whole space pirates. Um, I don't right. Know also, what, space pirates in the world of the Alien franchise doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to it me. It doesn't, no. Which right, is. because in, in the Alien world, the, I say world, but I mean, you know, the Alien universe, whatever you want to yeah. call it. When I understand, there's one or maybe two or three huge corporations that make these multi-billion dollar spaceships and space stations. Yeah. And, you know, go out and traverse the universe. And that's why these companies are so rich. Mm. How is it that there's some ragtag band of pirates that has their own ship that steals from these corporations? It doesn't make any sense. Like, do these pirates have multi-billion dollar spaceships that they use? Yeah. See, that's, this is the thing. I think, I mean, there was a lot of stuff about that film that was wrong. And that, obviously, that is just like a storyline that they thought they could get away with. And Joss Whedon did it on the pretense that he could probably get away with it at the time because he had an idea for a film. The studios liked it. And then they said, yep, yeah, let's do it. And then he probably thought to himself, how the fuck am I going to pull this one off? <clears throat> but... It was like the crew of the Betty were, def in his words, were definitely a prototype for the crew of Serenity in Firefly in the TV show and later the film Serenity. So it's, um, I think he did it, he wrote it with a tongue-in-cheek sense of humour. That was his intention. But then the director did it so it was all straight-laced and it was all very serious. And that's where it went wrong. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it straight lace. Yes. There's, there's some comedy elements put into it. Uh, I, I think from the start, this, it, it was almost a no go in terms of being a good movie yeah. from the script alone. And I mean, I hate to just shit on Joss Whedon, but I honestly think this is probably the worst thing he's done is Alien resurrection. I agree. Um, but then there was Titan AE as well. So yeah, I didn't rate that one too much either. But uh, um, I don't know if I've seen all of Titan. That's that's the fully animated one, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't know that I've seen all of that. I may have because I think that was in a movie theater when I was working there, and I knew it existed, but I don't know that I watched it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, the, uh, I mean, uh, Ron Perlman in this is okay. I like Ron Perlman. Mm -hmm. I think he's the best part of the Space Pirates. Yes. But I I still don't think that he fits. You know, with the t with the tone of movie that should be going. No, on. I agree. I mean, the 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 reason the reason I liked that scene where Ripley goes in and finds all you know the aborted fetuses and the the failed clones and all that other stuff going on, the reason I like that is is how grim and sort of gut wrenching it is to Ripley's character. I mean, that's like the most serious part of the movie where she finds this and she's like, "Oh my god, this is horrible," and that doesn't fit in at all with her playing basketball with Ron Perlman. No. Although that scene, like, that scene with the basketball, she actually did that in one take. Yes, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, three, but it, three weeks. it still doesn't make sense. No, like it that, doesn't. those two scenes, those two scenes should not be in the same movie. No, I agree. I agree. It's just, I don't know. It was just a ridiculous idea. I think from the get go. Um, and how is it that the the what do you want to call it, the Hume alien or whatever the thing is called at the end? 
how is it this thing is born, right? It comes out and like it instantly rips the queen apart. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a womb. Hence the whole female reproductive system that is somehow that Ripley has somehow shared with it because it gestated in from inside of Ripley. I think that's what it was. But is it like a but is it a baby or a fully grown monster? You know what I mean? But like maybe, does it come out? If that's the it, it, if, if, it, if that's the baby, I dread to think what the fucking fully grown thing would look like. Yeah, well that and also, it tears apart a queen alien. Mm. In the in the previous films, the queen alien is fighting a giant, you know, mechanical yeah. bodysuit. Yeah. And in this one, it just gets ripped apart by some baby. Doesn't yeah. even make sense. It doesn't. It's shit. It's shit. <laughs> it is. It is definite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't so much. Mind, I don't mind the the very ending where the thing gets sucked out through the the hole in yeah. the um in, in in the wall. I think that's okay because that's that's something that you don't they, they refer to a lot in space movies is that you know the vacuum of space and what it's going to do yeah. i don't know though that's going to happen when you're re-entering the atmosphere i think that's what was going on right, right yeah the spaceship was like entering earth's atmosphere and it got sucked out yeah I, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense i feel like the whole thing would just explode as soon yeah as, you know? it would actually i think that is right i think the ship itself would explode it'd take every fucker with them not just yeah i mean not, not to be picking apart things on you know, science, scientific fact basis. We're talking about obviously fake alien movies here, but yeah. you, you sort of have to, you create a world, you sort of have to stay within the boundaries of that world, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I think, I think, uh, this one is a, is a definite flop. I mean, even sort of the, one of the cool parts of the movies is the underwater seg mm. segment where they have to stay, have to swim from one section of the ship to another and it's been flooded. Yeah. And and they have the CGI aliens like swimming like dolphins. Yeah, it was that scene. Ron Perlman almost drowned. Oh yeah. Yeah, he um he did his dive and he hit his head on one of the sprinklers, on the ceiling, <laughs> and knocked himself out. He knocked himself unconscious. And, um, oh boy. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that could have been an interesting one. Ron, per Ron Perlman kept, um, dying. That'd be a hell of a movie to die on. That'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a more, bit of morbid curiosity, wouldn't it, for the Ron Perlman fan? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah and they used, because the milk, the water was so clear, they actually used milk to add colour to the water and used blue lights. I guess that makes sense, because mm. otherwise it would look like a swimming pool that they were in. Mm. The, um, I mean, that, that scene would have been perfect. It would have worked really well, but it was drawn out so much. Yeah. I mean that's got to be like a five minute scene. Yeah. Of of them like swimming from one side to the other. That's like a five minute underwater scene. Yeah, they, it they would be dead. Yes, they would be dead. It's not necessary. That scene. There's a lot of things about that film that are unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, the yeah the um so the director Jean Pierre Jeunet I think that's how you pronounce yeah. his last name. So his he's most famous for after this movie he made the uh, the, the French film Amelie. Oh right, okay. And have you ever seen that one? Yes, I have many years ago. Yeah, me too. And mm -hmm. it, it's it's a great movie. It's a fine movie. It's it's sort of like a comedy, but it's got drama elements in it, and it's whimsical and and cute. And he's like perfect for that movie. Yeah. Because you know it's lighthearted, but it still has a little bit of of you know. Um, heart in the center of the movie mm. and you know it's it's very whimsical and, and shot interestingly and it works really well 
What he's not good at is making a movie about aliens killing people. He's terrible at doing that. Yeah. And it probably didn't help with the storyline either with the script by Joss Whedon. Because yeah. I mean, it's not his best work. I mean, I'm a Buffy fan. I am a I am a fan of Buffy and Angel and Firefly. And Alien Resurrection is easily the worst thing he ever did. <laughs> so now you got me curious. I might have to look up some some other stuff that Joss Whedon did. I'm gonna try to find something terrible that he did. <laughs> Let's see if well, we can. You've got Titan AE. Um, obviously, have you seen the film Serenity? No, I've never seen Serenity Man, or Firefly. You need, to, you need to watch those. You seriously, you need to watch Firefly. Um, Thirteen episodes. Unfortunately, it got cancelled um, after eleven episodes were aired, so the last two episodes never actually got shown on TV. But you need to watch um, Firefly. It is funny. It's very funny. It's very mm -hmm. dark as well. Um, and then the film Serenity is just amazing. I saw Serenity with two friends. Loved it so much. When I walked out, I literally walked straight up to the counter in the cinema, bought another ticket, and went straight back in and watched it again. Oh, my God. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I've got it on DVD. I need to pick it up on Blu-ray, actually. But um, I mean, he did do he did uh, um, Atlantis. You ever, have you ever seen that? It was a Disney movie? No, I haven't, actually. So that one's interesting because that's the only Disney movie that doesn't – it's not a musical. It's a Disney animated movie, 100%. Right. And it was one of the last ones drawn by hand. You know wow. what I mean? Like it's not. I mean, there is there is some computer effects in it, but it's almost entirely drawn by hand, and it took wow. years to make. It took so long to make that it's one of the stars is Jim Varney, yeah, and he passed away like four years before it came out. Wow. Oh, hang on, but Jim it's a pretty Varney good movie. wasn't he? Didn't he play Ernest? Yes. Yes, I <laughs> recognize the name. Yep. Yeah, I remember those dreadful Ernest movies. <laughs> yep, him. Him, Michael J. Fox is in it. I think Leonard Nimoy's in it too. Bloody hell. It's actually really similar to Titan AE, so now I now I understand the uh, the similarities. Yeah, okay. And it makes sense that Joss Whedon wrote it. Yeah, but also not only that, Joss Whedon is responsible for Cabin in the Woods. And well, of course. Um, that's, well see, I don't have any problem with his later stuff. I mean I'm a big fan of uh, the Avengers yes. and Cabin in the Woods and stuff like that. Oh, I fucking love the Avengers. They're awesome. Those yep. movies are awesome. <clears throat> yeah, Age of Ultron was a little little dip yeah, in there, but yeah, it was still I agree. Good. But I will say Age of Ultron was filmed, there were scenes filmed in Norwich. Not 20 minutes walk from where I live. I see, I can go all geeky about that, but we're talking about an alien franchise here, not. <laughs> so, so yeah, look, looking at Joss Whedon's, it looks like Alien Resurrection might be his the worst thing that he's done. Yes, I agree. <laughs> And although, admittedly, there's probably some people out there who are completely disagree with us, but we are the aficionados when it comes to the aliens. Yeah, right? obviously. And what are it's what... clear that we're right yeah, because law. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, if if you if someone thinks Alien Resurrection is a good movie, I, I'd like to hear why. Yeah. And I also just like to inform you that you're probably wrong. Exactly. We are always right. So yes. Therefore, what, this is true. Yeah. What we say is law. Okay. So anybody can argue with us, but we are right always. Yeah, always. exactly. <laughs> it is written. Yes, indeed. So, right. So we got anything else on Alien Resurrection you want to cover? No. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> but So, okay, before we be, since you watched this recently, and it's been a little while uh, since I watched it, mm. 
So one of the space pirates is a guy in a wheelchair, right? Yes, he's actually a French actor, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was in a film called Delicatessen. That's an, that's from the same guy, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Oh, is it? Oh, right, I didn't know that. See, I, I don't yeah. I don't really pay too much attention to certain directors, but yeah, um, he, yeah, he was in the film Delicatessen. Um, okay. Yeah, many years ago, God, early nineties. That was. Now I'm I'm trying to remember. So the the plan of the pirates, right? They were hiding weapons on his wheelchair. Yes. To do what? To rob the scientists? Is that what yes, this was? Yes, I think that was the original plan. That may have been the plan. But I can't, so, I liked his wheelchair though because obviously he dismantled his gun. Right. And it's he's made it part of the wheelchair. So it's like the scene when he's taking apart his wheelchair and he's putting his gun together. And you think, oh, you cunning little fucker. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, I thought it was quite clever, that. But obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, was tr- I was just trying to remember the actual story points because I don't remember why. I know they had guns in his wheelchair. Yeah. I don't remember why or mm. what. Like what was their plan? So they get to this. They get to this space station. They get to the space station. Got this, they hand over. They've got this cargo. They're going to sell to the scientists. Yes, so they get the money for the. Which is, which, yeah, they get the money for the cargo, and then I okay. think the initial and then, plan then was to try and raid the ship itself, but then they discover Ripley is on board, and Callie, the android, is obviously got it in her memory banks about Ripley and the and everything that happened with Ripley in the past. And she, right. she's obviously gone on board to try and kill Ripley, you know, the the new version of Ripley, and it all goes wrong. Oh, I thought she was going to try to... I thought she liked Ripley. I don't remember her trying no, to kill her. She, yeah, no, it is actually explained. She does explain it. She was sent on the ship to actually try and kill Ripley. That was her ah, intention. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I see, I don't even remember. Yeah. It's not very memorable. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna go back and watch it again. That's yeah. that's easy enough to mm-hmm. that that's one I won't mind skipping over. Like if I'm watching all the alien movies, I will easily plow through the first three and be like, eh Yeah. I don't know if I want to go back and watch this one. I think it's one of those ones when if somebody comes around and says, Oh, can we watch Alien Resurrection? It'd be oh, do we have to? Okay. I'd be like, Who are you? Get out of my house. Yeah. Oh, I say that about <laughs> a few people actually of I've done that before. <laughs> Typical Englishman. Oh man. Yeah. You don't like what? You don't like what movie? Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> There's the front yeah, door. Please exactly. leave. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's why why I get told sometimes I'm a bit of a bastard, but I don't care. Yes. Yes. I've been told that on numerous occasions. Let's move on to um to the last actually completed film. Related to the Alien series. Oh, well, any, but, um, ignoring the sort of the Predator spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, 2012's Prometheus. Was that really 2012? 2012. Three years ago. Four years or ago, four Ryan. Years ago. Oh, my God. It's 2016. Shit. Yes, man. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Four years ago. Oh, no. Jesus. That's shocking. <laughs> But yeah, jeez. Okay, so mm-hmm. this one—it's it, the return of Ridley Scott in the directing and sort of writing the story. Actually, yeah. What was sort of interesting in this after they after Alien Two, before like way early in the production, the 20th Century Fox went to Ridley Scott and was like, "Hey, do you want to make the third one?" And he said, "Yes, but what I want to do is I want to go back and sort of explain the aliens' origins." Yeah. And he kind of had just a vague, vague idea of what he wanted to do. 
And uh, Fox was like, no way. That's too expensive. That's it. And we, we can't do that. And Scott's like, all right, then I'm out. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So, like, he was attached. I don't even know if he was attached. He was more in discussion of if he wanted to do the third one. And after he told them what he wanted to do, they said no. And he's like, all right, then I'm out. You guys can do whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, but but now we sort of see the culmination of that in, in Prometheus, which is yeah, it's uh, I love Prometheus actually. I think it is yeah, my, it's one of my most. Fa- but this is yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's one of my favorite films in recent years. Oh yeah, so this is another one though, much like Alien Three, that sort of gets split and there's like you get people that love it. And you get people that hate it. Like, people yes. really love to shit on this movie. Yeah. They obviously have no sense. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I mean, initially, when this film was first announced, a lot of people were under the impression it was, obviously, it was going to be a prequel. Right. Some people were under the impression, oh, my God, it's going to be a sequel. You know, Alien Prometheus. Um, and then a lot of people got confused because there was a lot of confusion around this film when it was first announced where Prometheus itself, as we know now, it is a prequel because it is set in the alien universe, but it's set so many years away before alien comes out, came out. So it's just one of those things. It's one of those films where you have to watch it to understand because it is all to do with the, engineers as we will call them the people who created right. essentially they created humans this is what the what the whole premise behind this movie is so the engineers come back to um, to try and destroy human life because they believe that obviously it didn't work out the way it wanted it to because during the scientific tests in the film, they discovered that the DNA of the engineers and humans is virtually identical. Right. Well, while I have some, I, again, I think this is another one of the movies that is excellent yet flawed. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are parts of the movie I really like and parts that I don't. But the one thing I will say about this movie is this is one where the first time I watched it, I left the movie theater and was like, I thought about this movie for like a month straight. Right. Like everything that happened in it and sort of, you know, what the outcome was and what they were referring to. Like, this is a movie you can really dig your teeth in and and Mm. do some thinking about because they don't he doesn't just come out and explain everything. This is exactly what happens. And this is why you sort of have to take hints from what's happening in the movie to, to understand what's going on with like the black goo and and, you know, what what the engineers were trying to accomplish and why. Yeah, they were pissed off at humans and or why they created them. It's it's really an interesting movie, and I have a dog in my room. I forgot you had a dog. <laughs> there she goes. She's off. Yeah, <laughs> I just got yelled at and she left. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the the parts that I kind of don't like. I mean, not that I don't like uh, parts that I sort of disagree with in the philosophy of the movie is. I wasn't a huge fan the first time I saw it of how they were like, oh, the engineers created humans, you know, by by dropping one of these sort of engineers after he drinks the black goo and he turns to, you know, he sort of his DNA blows apart and he drops himself in a waterfall and then it recombines and is the eventual progression to get to humans. Right. I thought that was really stupid. Okay. 
mostly from an evolutionary standpoint. Yeah. But watching it again, and this 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 last time I watched it with the director's commentary on it, what they don't necessarily show well, but is supposed to be implied, is that there may have already been life started on that planet, which ah. in, in, the beginning, in the beginning of the movie is supposed to be Earth, basically. Okay. Or you can you can sort of imply that it's Earth, right? right? And there's already supposed to be some vegetation, but it's very simple algae and whatnot, and you could see some of it on the rocks. Yeah. And there's already some life already started, and what the engineers were doing was sort of directing life into a direction they wanted. Mm. And what they really should have spelled out in this movie um, is that the engineers not only created humans, but they also created all life on Earth. And I think that would have been a better a better way to take the direction. But they don't really point towards that. They're just like, no, they're focusing on humans. Right. I mean, I guess it's because we are humans, but I, I think it would have been better had they pointed more towards that. Right, okay. But that's what he was, um, he, I say, I mean, um, really Scott was really trying to do in the movies. He was trying to say, no, they sort of created all life and maybe all life in the universe. We don't know. Ah. But he was, he was sort of leaving it open. And I thought that was a really cool thing to go with. Okay. See, I've not actually, I've not actually listened to the commentary on that. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. He, really Scott's a really interesting guy. He knows a lot about some things and not a lot about others. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the case of some people. Some... That's the case of a lot of people, though, isn't it? I mean, let's face it. Yes. I mean, you're the yes. science. You're the science nerd. I'm not. <laughs> he, he he pays such close attention. I'll just give one quick example because it's 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 stupid. He like he knows a lot about terraforming and like living on Mars and what conditions on Mars would be like. And right. you know, he, he was he did his whole segment on it on the commentary. We were talking about all this other stuff, and he was like, "Oh, I you know I suspect that." Um, Wayland is living on Mars and blah, 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 blah. And this is how you live on there. And here's the terraforming. And he goes into this whole spiel. But then later in the movie, he has the main character get abdominal surgery. And it's stapled back up. And then she's running around one second later. That's not how that works. No, it's not how it works. But that scene was fucking brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, man. I mean, as someone who is, is... as someone who's had their stomach wall cut open, you're not running anywhere after that happens. <laughs> like for... <laughs> oh, man. No, I can safely say, thankfully, I've never had any major surgery like that. So For a good couple days, you don't want to move anything. You're just like, just let me lay here. Just, <laughs> I, I can't lift anything. Um, you're not going to be running. You're not going to yeah. be climbing. Like It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I could... But anyway, that's that's just one dumb thing yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 sort of nitpicking though but that's what a lot of people like to do in these movies yeah. i can't tell you how many people i've seen complain about the characters running in a straight line and not to the side at you know at the end when the spaceship's coming down <laughs> yeah actually yeah like <laughs> i'm one of those people it's like why didn't you run the other way oh there she did <laughs> it is true yeah but you know, at the same time, it's a movie. You know, don't go down into the basement, as the city say in every horror movie. Don't go, don't go up the stairs to run away from the killer. There's nowhere to go, but yeah. it happens in every movie. Otherwise, it'd be a very short movie. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like the film Wrong Turn. I remember the watching it for the first time. Don't go up that road. Oh no, too late. It would make a very short movie. But yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, 
I mean, overall, for me, Prometheus is a brilliant film. I mean, it's got a great cast. Um, yeah. Idris Elba. Um, I have to be careful how I love I pro- him. Yeah, I have to be careful how I pronounce his name because it can be. Um, I have been known to do the faux part of calling him Idris Ebola on more than one occasion. Uh, <laughs> completely accidentally as well. So, yeah, Idris, Idris Elba. Um, yep. Yeah, you've got, um, oh, Christ, what's his name? English dude. Um, Fassbender? Yes, that's the one. Michael Fassbender. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, you've got him. Then you've got Charlize Theron. Who, oh, she's great too. Oh, she just looks so hot in everything she does. Um, <laughs> apart from the film Monster, where she plays the lesbian serial killer. But yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, it's got a really good cast. And it's a, visually, it's stunning. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just everything about it the landscapes, everything is just amazing to watch. It really is. And overall, I would say it's probably one of my favorite films that I've seen in recent years. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't actually see it in theaters. I had I waited until it came out on DVD. And a friend of mine watched it and she said, Prometheus, absolutely amazing. And, I'm, and I can always remember going on UHM and some people were saying, oh no, that movie sucked. And a lot of people were championing it. Championing it. And I thought, I need to see this film. And then I I found it on D, on Blu-ray, and I thought, I'm going to have that. I am having that. And I took it home, and I watched it, and it floored me. It really did. It was just obviously on the first watch. I was couldn't believe it. It was just so amazing, and it was beautiful to watch as well. Everything about it, the camera angles, the colours, all of it, just awesome. And yeah, I don't really have yeah, many... Yeah, I don't really have many gripes about it. If you see what I mean, I've there's not I don't find obviously because I'm not the science geek like you are. But yes, all my gripes, all my gripes are really superficial yeah. on this. But like, okay, I, I let's put our let's put ourselves in in this world, right? Yeah. So I mean, okay, so there's gonna be some massive spoilers coming ahead for everybody. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie, shame on you. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. So (laughs) keep listening or, or, or download the podcast and, and, and rate it and then subscribe, but then don't listen to this if you don't want it spoiled. Mm. (laughs) But anyway, so in, in Prometheus, right. You've got the old man Wayland. Yeah. Right. Who wants to, he essentially wants to keep living or to live forever or whatever his final goal is. He wants, he wants to put off death. Yeah. What he does is he gather he finds these scientists who think, oh, we think these are the this is going to point us to the direction of these people that created humans. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to get to their home world or whatever that world is that they're pointing to, and talk them into letting him live forever. Essentially, yeah, that's that's his goal, right? To get to this goal, he's got to take these people, put them on a ship, and and you know fly over to this planet. What does he name the ship? The Prometheus. Yeah, the the ancient the Greek story of the the uh, demigod who stole f- the secret of fire from the gods and then was punished forever by having his entrails eaten every day by like a giant vulture. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's what you name your ship after? <laughs> what like you? Th- 
this, you think that's a good idea? How does that make any sense? Why would you call it Prometheus? Yeah. That's like that's like saying I'm going to build the biggest spaceship in the world and it's going to be the most luxurious ship of all time and I'm going to call it the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that ended that's well. Not... <laughs> right, that's not what you name. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to run into Pluto like an ice an ice planet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like you don't call it Prometheus. That's insane. You that, that that story didn't end too well for Mister Prometheus. Maybe you should have named your ship something else. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, like dumb stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, other things in the movie that I wasn't a big fan of. The <laughs> the guy that gets lost is the map guy, the guy <laughs> who runs the map system. <laughs> yeah. Come on, this guy's got one job and he gets lost. <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, I don't know if he was like a botanist or, or he's, he was some sort of, maybe he's like an entomologist or something, like a bug doc- doctor or something. Yeah. I don't know what the guy was, but he sees <laughs> obviously like a snake in this black goo. And he's like, oh, come here, little snake. Let me just touch this thing. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the logic in that? Yeah. I, I almost wish that they had, um, you know, some explanation like, oh, maybe there is some sort of, <laughs> some sort of, you know, parasite or bacteria in the air that's making people crazy. Yeah. So they do insane things like touch the fucking evil looking snake creature that looks like a cobra or, swimming around in the black goo. Or failing that, it just makes us realize humans really are that dense. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I guess that is a possibility. Yeah. Oh. Um, one interest. I, I think Fassbender in this, who plays uh, David, the uh, the robot. Yeah. I think he is absolutely brilliant. I think he's maybe my favorite part of this movie is his performance in this. And, I actually, he, he just does a fantastic job. Yeah, I actually agree with you on that. I think he's brilliant in that. But yeah. then he's a great actor, so he's done a lot of really really good films over the years oh, yeah. and yeah i think prometheus it really brings him to the fore i think it's a really good film um really he his yep. performance is really good sorry yeah and i like how sort of i mean he's a, he's a machine so he's really he's cold-hearted yes but at the same time he almost has a disdain for for some of the humans yeah. like the sort of back and forth quips when they're like oh you're just an android you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, why, when, they, when they ask him why he wears a space helmet and a space suit, they're like, you don't need to wear that. Why would you wear that? And he's like, oh, it's to make you more comfortable being around me yeah. so that, you know, you feel I'm, I'm one of you. He's like, oh, so you could be just like human. And then he like looks at them. He's like, uh, maybe not that close. Mm. <clears throat> like, he's like, I don't want to be human. You people disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I sort of like that part of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of this, a lot of this, I know people were kind of upset that it wasn't a pure prequel that led in, you know, to the other alien movies. Oh, but in, see, this is where my argument lies. It didn't need to be. It, exactly. That's yeah. what I say too. Yeah, it Who says it has to be? Yeah. It just doesn't. I mean, I, I am not going to deny spoiler alert, um, that I got goosebumps with the alien birthing scene at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, I genuinely did get goosebumps when you see that standing up and then it opens its maw and you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Because it looked brilliant. 
and it's one of those things you didn't expect you knew something was going to happen but you didn't expect what was going to come out of him out of the engineer itself right right you're like oh this is going to be something weird here yeah but then when it when it stands up and you're like oh my god that's like one of the first xenomorphs and i personally think it looked absolutely amazing and i did get goosebumps yeah. i really did genuinely get goosebumps when i watched that and it's funny yeah this is it's... yeah go on so, so i was gonna say that's that's why again this movie like fits in with the rest of the alien movies I think in terms of like tone and design, mm. like it looks and feels like it's part of that world. Yeah. Whereas Resurrection didn't. It it just doesn't feel like it's part of the same place. It doesn't That's why fit. It's so sort of yeah, it doesn't fit in with the rest of them, and with yeah. the you know that great pre-alien design or what do you, whatever you want to call it, at the uh, at the end of Prometheus. Yeah. Um, it look it obviously you can see the connection to all the other xenomorphs that are around. Mm it's not exactly like that but you could say oh okay i see this is some type of precursor to it yeah so i, I really like that part yeah and i mean they, they sort of have that in a lot of them the giant squid monster is like a precursor to the face hunter yes and so it's all it's all sort of the the direction that ridley scott was going and he he, he had a vision like from the very beginning of what he wanted and what he didn't want he didn't want it to be a pure you know a pure alien movie. He didn't no. want it to be Alien Zero. He wanted it to be its own sort of standalone thing that has connections to the other ones, and I, yeah. I sort of appreciate that. I think I do as well. I mean, there was no need for it to be a total, you know, have the total connection with the aliens. That you know, there's going to be xenomorphs in this one because obviously there was no need. It was telling a story of how it all happened. And I think that's yeah. what we needed after all these years. You know, if this film was done in 1979, it wouldn't look half as good. And the story probably would not be as great. But now, after, I mean, 37, well, at the time, it would have been 33 years after Alien when this got released. It's about time it actually happened because we needed this. We did actually, I think we needed this story. Yeah, I, th I think it works out very well. And in, in the fact that Ridley Scott is making sequels and, and wants more to be made. On his commentary, he's like, I hope this turns into not only its own trilogy, but that Prometheus continues it, it, as the, the story just sort of goes on and on. Yeah. I, I like that he, he, you know, has that much respect for the movies mm. that he made. You know, he created this universe and obviously everyone loves him. And he's like, yeah, well, I want them to keep going too. I don't want them to just die off and then yeah. he comes back and still works on him years later is great yes and we've got a lot of we do have a lot to thank ridley scott for as to be said i mean for him to return for him to return to the alien franchise as such with prometheus um just goes to prove how much of a master he is at his art right you know i mean how did how did you feel about um numi rapace in this movie I as thought, uh, Dr. Shaw. I thought she was really good. I thought she was really a brilliant character. Yeah. She played it well. She played it very well, as a matter of fact. And obviously, going back to movies that she'd been in before, obviously, I've seen The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. And she's basically, she's her acting chops are really, really good. 
she can play any character. In Prometheus, I thought she was fantastic. I really did, really did enjoy her performance in that. And going back to the whole her getting impregnated and that whole the abortion scene that she has, and yeah, I mean that was brutal. That really was, and how she played that and being you know acting like she was constantly in pain, I thought it was yeah. fantastic. You know, I thought yeah, that scene itself was awesome. Yeah, I just just watching. I watched it this morning, right. and it, it this is probably I think the third or fourth time I've seen the movie. Okay. And it's, it's, you're, you're still like, you're on the edge of your seat, you know, yeah. I'm gripping my knees as I'm watching it. Like, <laughs> even though I know exactly what's coming, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, I, <laughs> there are films like I've done that with before in the past, but yeah, that one, I mean, that made me cringe. I was like, Oh my yeah. God, how, how are they doing that? I mean, it is <laughs> the way she's describing it and how she's going through the pain of being sliced open and having that removed and like literally having her guts pulled inside out, you know, while she's still awake. I'm like, how the yeah, fuck? Yeah, right, right. You know? Well, conscious, local anesthetic. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> <Jeez>. right. <laughs> Jesus. Local Christ. anesthetic. No, but don't yeah. worry, because she's up and running around five seconds later. Oh, yeah, you know. She well, hops out of that thing and she's climbing around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she had a choice, bless her. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought she was really good in that. I really did. I was yeah. very, very impressed with her performance. Uh, yeah, I think everybody in this movie does a really good job. Yeah, you know, with the characters, the ones I probably like the least are sort of the secondary characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the guy who gets bit by the snake and his and his partner who's with him down there. Yeah, See, I mean, they they sort of don't really, not that they don't matter to the story, but I I don't, I don't think that they. Uh, they really added much to the story as, you know, somebody like uh, Idris Elba or Charlize Theron did in the yeah. roles. See, Charlize Theron, I thought she was brilliant in that. And the little... Oh, she was, she was colder than David. She yes. was like... And what I really, she was... Yeah, what I really enjoyed about that, actually, was the little twist when you find out that Wayland is her father. I thought that was yeah. fantastic. Did not see that one coming. And when she calls her, calls him father, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so <laughs> if uh, it makes me think, like, if he's that old, how how old is she? You know? Right. He So he's got to be, like, in his 90s, something easy, like that? Easy. Right? So, yeah. I mean, the guy the guy is, like, a billionaire trillionaire, right? So yes. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he had her when he was 70. <laughs> Oh yeah, ew, yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's no. I thought they were all good in that. I like that line in the movie when uh, Idris Elba's talking to her and he's like, "Are you a robot?" <laughs> like she flat out asks her if she's a robot, and the look on her face is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's because she's such. She's like just a pure ice cold bitch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> very, very methodical. Shows no emotion. Yeah. <laughs> he just calls her out. Oh, yeah, that was a great, great scene, actually. I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm going to have to do that tonight. I oh, yeah. In, in the uh, in the commentary, in the commentary with um, Ridley Scott, he was he's like, yeah, we were playing with the idea of making her a robot. Right. He's like, in the end, we decided it would be better if she was just this cold, calculating businesswoman 
that acts like a robot. <laughs> She's like worse yeah. than the robot that's in it. <laughs> she did a bloody good job of that as well. She was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. So, but yeah. Idris Elba, he was really good in that. Yeah, they were. All, yeah, they were all good. They were really, really good. Um, I think the key to a good film is having a great story and a good cast, and especially if the yes. cast can pull it off the way they did, and they did a great job of that. So. Yeah. So where where would you put this movie in terms of uh, ranking it? Like, let's say with respect to the first three, because we know where you would put it in with it in terms in terms of uh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Um, See, that's quite a difficult choice because, for me, Prometheus is a film of its own. It's mm, that's really quite a difficult one. Yeah, so I w- I would probably go with. I'm a big fan. I- I'd probably go with one two. Yeah, and that's a tough call. You know, that would be like more depending on my mood. Do right. I want to watch a horror movie? Then it's one. Do I want to watch an action movie? Then it's two. You yeah. know, in terms of which is better. But it would probably yeah. be like one and two. And then I would probably even go with Prometheus, and then three. Chad Wall. And then obvious. And then obviously, I live the rest of my life without watching four again. Yeah, do you know, actually, I think I'd probably go with the same. Yeah, I probably would actually, because for me, you've got. This is just my opinion. Alien, Aliens, Prometheus—they all get a ten out of ten for me. A ten where, out of ten. I don't know about. I don't know if I'd give well, Prometheus a ten out well, of ten. Oh no, actually no, <laughs> not ten out of ten from Prometheus. But with Alien and Aliens, definitely a ten out of ten. I think Prometheus yep. definitely gets a, about an eight or a nine, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah, Alien Three definitely a seven. Alien Resurrection maybe a three. And that's, that's just it's sub. It's yeah, it's definitely it's sub generous. five. It's. <laughs> Yes, it's being generous. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So mm. I think we got most of what I want, what we wanted to go over with uh, with Prometheus. Yeah. Um, so Ridley Scott is still in the game right now. He's making Alien Covenant, or hey. is it called Alien Prometheus Covenant? Or I, I forget what the, the final. It, it it's bounced back and I, forth a couple times. I think it's Alien Covenant. Neil Blomkamp wanted to make. And this is what I've got a lot on my notes on. It's more about uh, this Neil Blomkamp movie than anything else. So Neil Blomkamp wanted to make this um, sequel to Aliens that ignores Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Right, okay. Yeah. Where, you know, Ripley and um, and Michael Bean's character, Hicks, and Newt, or I, actually I'm not even sure if Newt was involved, but they survive and they go on another adventure. Okay. Um, but what happened, you know, in Hollywood is that Ridley Scott was like, I want to make my next Prometheus movie. Right. And the studio was like, well, we're thinking of making this Neil Blomkamp movie. And, you know, we sort of have this going. We're going to have both at the same time. And I guess between Ridley Scott and the studio, they're like, you, we're not going to make two alien movies at the same time. So Neil Blomkamp is out. Ridley Scott is back in. Ah, Okay. So his movie is being made, and the Blomkamp movie has either been canceled or put on the far back burner to see what happens after the Ridley Scott one. Hmm. Which is, I don't know, I'm a little disappointed because the the Blomkamp one sounded amazing. Like he was thinking of bringing bringing back Ripley, bringing back Hicks. There was going to be so some sort of story where there's a fire in the containment area right. and it damages their 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 hypersleep capsules yeah. 
so that um, they age. Like, you know, you're not supposed to age when you're in hypersleep. All right. But I guess that's the story, and it's supposed to be 30 years later that explains why Ripley's 30 years older and Hicks is 30 years older. Okay. But also they were going to have Michael Bean be all scarred up, like on one side of his face, so he looks like Two-Face or the Hound from uh, Game of Thrones. Which would actually, that would actually go with how he looks at the end of Aliens, because he was bandaged up at the end of Aliens. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't really, yeah, that would actually make sense. Uh, so it, it was, it, and from what I understood that he was going to take some elements that were unused <clears throat> from the original Alien 3 scripts, you know, like where they had Hicks and Newt battling aliens and maybe they were finally going to end up on this like monk planet and it was going to be more of a jungle situation, you know, more, <clears throat> not so much industrial, but more organic. Right. And it all—it sounds super interesting, and I would love to see that movie. I don't know that it's ever going to happen, mm. which is really disappointing. Yeah. But at the same time, so the Alien Covenant that they're making, the sequel to Prometheus, it's a direct sequel. It's going to have <clears throat> Michael Fassbender is going to be back in it. Yeah. They haven't announced anything about uh, Numi. Um, what's her name? It's Rapace. Well, the last Rapace. Yeah, Rapace. Yeah, the last I heard about her, she's not going to be in it. Right. Um, they've got someone else. Someone else has signed up for it, but I can't remember. Who. I don't know that it's going to play her. They yeah, may just be, I think might, you know, yeah. getting rid of her character or something. Yeah, it might be. But supposedly David is going to be back in it as Michael Fassbender right. as David again. Who, which he was at the end of the movie. He's basically just a head inside of a knapsack. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be interesting. Hmm. But. Um, there's not a lot people know about the next one. Um, I'm only going to assume that since they put the alien in the name, you know, it's not Prometheus Covenant, it's Alien Covenant, that there's going to be, it's going to lead into Alien more than Prometheus did. Right. See, for me... That's my guess. Yeah, see, for me, I would think, with it being called Alien Covenant, it would have more to do with aliens and possibly Ripley, Hicks, New, all that kind of stuff. So that was, that's what I would think. But hey, who knows? We never know what's going to happen. This is no. I don't think there's any uh, Hicks. I don't think there's no. new. I think this is going to be just a pure Prometheus sequel. Okay. Well, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, I'll reserve judgment until we get more information on this and it sees the light of day. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. This is. These are all. Everything's sort of up in the air. Mm. I don't know. Let me see. I don't know if they've gone into production or anything yet. Right. Pre-production right now. Oh, okay. According to IMDb. So. Yeah. So basically scripting. Yeah. I think we're. Uh, I think we're nearly tapped out here. Yes. On we've our, been on our double well. show. But yeah, uh, it's well, it's always good fun, um, talking about films. So. It's just got me in the mind to um, put Prometheus on in a shortly, actually. Excellent. So yes. let's say to everybody to go back and watch your Alien movies right now and enjoy them. And then agree with us, obviously, because we're right. Yes. And it's a shame that, that uh, Mike Whitmore couldn't join us for this one. I know he's a huge Prometheus fan, so uh, right. I'd, like to, I'd like to hear what he has, he has to say. It would have been good to have somebody that hated the film, too. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll have to we'll have to save that for another time. Of course. I guess that's going to be it for this uh, for this show. Yep. So until next time, we'll see everybody later. Take it easy.
thank you for listening to UHM's podcast. Join us on Facebook, and please visit our main page at upcominghorrormovies.com. We'll see you next time.